Welcome into the Godfather and Gorney podcast, the video podcast for all you ladies out there who wanted to see a couple of studs on camera with toys in the background and a Keurig coffee maker for Gorney there with a really cheap looking microwave. That thing's, you should get an upgrade, bro. Um, let's get into it. Let's talk before I make fun of you anymore. Okay. Trey Lance is coming out. What do you think? Have you seen his uh, throwing motion? Yeah, the throwing motion is definitely not something I think the NFL is going to love, but I don't know if they're going to care all that much because he fits the mold of what NFL teams are going to want, and he's going to go in the top 10. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But, and okay, so let's, let's look at these small school guys. Carson Wentz is busting out. He's busting out for a different reason, though. But Allen in Buffalo busting is in. a superstar. Yes. But every year, you and I know, somebody wants to take a risk on a kid nobody knows about to make themselves look smarter. Yes. The question to you, does he go ahead of Fields or Lawrence? He definitely does not go ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick no matter what. Right. Unless the Bengals have the number one pick. What about Fields? I don't think he goes ahead of Fields. I wouldn't take him ahead of Fields, but here's the issue. When you're picking that high, you're a desperate GM that needs to make a splash move. Fields is a safe and smart pick. Someone like Dave Gettleman or someone from the Giants or Jets might take Lance over Fields, but when you're watching Justin Fields play football, he's he could be the number one, he could be the number one pick. He could be better than Trevor Lawrence. He's exactly what the NFL wants. Uh, I, I would say it go. I would say it goes Lawrence Fields Lance. I would not be shocked if it went Lawrence Lance Fields. I would be shocked if anybody went ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I would be shocked if the Giants took a quarterback after Daniel Jones, um, unless it's yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence changes everything. Right. You know, I don't. I don't even care if you're the Bengals. You have to consider taking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, look what the Cardinals did. They took Rosen tenth. Um, you know, they they saw Kyle uh, Kyler Murray. They said, all right, Rosen, you're out. Um, Dwayne Haskins has already been benched. You know, he's third string now. So Yeah, but could Trey Lance be like a bigger Kyler Murray, someone who has the speed and maneuverability, but a better passer coming out of college? That's the question. Be. I don't like the mechanics. Um, yeah. And and I would have liked to see him against Oregon this year. Or Oregon. Yep. Um, you know, especially a full defensive backfield, since they've all pretty much opted out. But I don't know. He's very untested. So we'll see. We'll go through the pro days and everybody will say it's the best pro day they've ever seen because it's right. routes on air and he's completed 32 of 32 passes, which is really difficult to do when it's routes on air. Um, I just, I wonder if Haskins is going to hurt fields at all with that Ohio state connection. I don't think so. I think people are pretty convinced that Justin Fields might be the best quarterback in this class. Dwayne Haskins was, had great stats at Ohio State, but we all knew that there were questions about him, especially as an NFL quarterback leading a team that's obviously in complete disarray from the ownership on down. I don't think it's going to scare people off from Justin Fields. I think that Lawrence Fields, Lance are all top 10 picks and that's the way it's gonna go. Wasn't Haskins the one last year where after he won a game, he, he, they needed him to go out and kneel and he was high-fiving the fans or something? <laughs> yes, yes, he was high-fiving yeah. But you can't check that you know, when you do your background checks and stuff like that, you know, I mean, it's not like it's a, a, a horrible thing. He was very excited, but you know, it's hard to check off the leadership box. And so you right. have to go based on mechanics and skills and all that stuff. And you just don't know what's going to happen. 
I, uh, you know, right now, I don't think I liked Goff better than Wentz. Um, yes. It's worked out that way, but Goff hasn't killed the world either, but he's been to a Super Bowl. He's a consistent guy. Uh, but at, for a while there, it looked like Wentz was definitely going to be the better quarterback. So things change. Well, Goff has maybe one of the best coaches in all of football. He had Todd Gurley. He has Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. He has a different team. Carson Wentz really hasn't had that in Philadelphia. But I get your point. Like, Goff is just much more of a leader of a football team and more predictable in what you're going to get every Sunday and those kinds of things. Wentz, I've always hesitated. And I hesitate this at the high school level, too. When guys dominate bad competition, I'm not really all that impressed. Carson Wentz didn't play really a competitive football game. And he he had spotty injury issues at North Dakota State. Trey Lance is the same thing. Would Trey Lance be able to be Trey Lance if he was at Georgia or if he was playing at LSU? You don't know. That, that is the risk that you're taking. You don't know if he's good or if he's good against bad competition. Yeah. And, you know, it, Jared Goff has turned out to be the guy we kind of saw at that infamous Elite 11 we were at. Um, you know, just – just a guy, you know, I mean, he wins, he's steady. Uh, he, he won't wow you with anything, but he gets the job done and he's very accurate. So, you know, for a while there, we were questioning our ranking of him, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, looking back, yes, but in high school, he was tall and skinny, really didn't have a lot of fire about him, let's say, just kind of hung out and did his thing made nice throws, but not wow throws. He wasn't Trevor Lawrence in high school where you're like, wow, this guy is special. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, it's just, that kind of happens sometimes. Plus he threw like five passes each day. So it's hard to evaluate, yes. but I digress. All right, let's talk about um, a couple other quarterbacks. we got two stars making an impact on the SEC East. Kyle Trask making us look dumb. And I'll explain that one in a bit. And Stetson Bennett. I don't think it makes us look, look dumb. I think this is the most amazing story that people aren't really covering yet. Um, yeah. He's a walk-on at Georgia. He left after Fromm won the job from Eason. Went to Juco through, I think, 14 picks and 16 touchdowns. Uh, yeah, Georgia took Dwayne Mathis in that class and said, oh, yeah, we need another body. We'll take you back on scholarship. And now he's the starter. Um, although Trask's situation is also unheard of as well because he didn't start as a high school football player. So. Yeah. Doug Nussmeyer saw something in him that nobody else did, but we got two, two-star kids, and and that just shows. I mean, Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the NFL with a two-star. You just cannot scout quarterbacks uh, at at certain times. Now, Bennett isn't lighting up the world. Trask is. Trask yeah. could move himself into that late first round. Yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at Kyle Trask, and of course he's coached by, as I've said a million times, maybe the best coach in college football, Dan Mullen who still doesn't get enough respect for how good of a quarterback coach he is and just an overall coach, and he's going to have Florida in Florida the college football playoff hunt. Florida huh? hate you. <laughs> you know that, that's, right? That's fine. Because you're a contrarian, obviously. When we do factor fiction, you know, they, they were all pissed off at you today because you said that Miami had a clearer path to the uh, playoff. Well, they do. I mean, Florida has to play uh, Georgia, Texas A&M, I believe LSU, and then they have to beat Alabama in the SEC championship. Miami has to win one game, and that's the ACC championship game against Clemson. That's it. That, that is a clear path. How is that not a clear path? Two will be taken from the SEC. One will be mm. taken from the ACC. If Miami loses this weekend, and we'll talk about this game coming up, they're out. Stunned. Yeah. Florida loses a game, 
other than to Georgia, they, they might still have a chance. So, anyways, that's fact or fiction. Our daily amazing, amazing column. That Tra Trask is great. When you look at him, he looks like a pro. He can make every throw, and he's a great leader, and he makes all the right decisions. I love him. I think he's great. I think that's what makes them the best team in the SEC East. Um, Bennett, let's let's hold our water here a little bit. He's thrown 57 passes so far. It was against Arkansas and against, the, the let's say, a developing Auburn secondary, which their best cornerback got kicked out on a dumb targeting call early in the game. Um, let's not get so, so excited about Stetson Bennett at this point, although he will have a lot of challenges ahead of him. But I think... Trask is definitely a pro and moving into that first round uh, kind of area. If after Lawrence Fields and, and Lance, which, what quarterback would you take? I wouldn't take Brock Purdy over him. That's for sure. I wouldn't take Spencer Sanders who just hurt his ankle. That's for sure. I, I think Kyle Trask is that fourth guy. Yeah. I don't think there's a surefire fourth quarterback right now. And I think everybody's jockeying for position and, uh, you know, we're going to see somebody emerge. I think there's going to be five quarterbacks taken in the first round. I just don't know who. I know three. Is Kellen Mond going to be one, Mike, do you think? No. I'm giving up. It's over. I quit. <laughs> but he can come back for a 17th year next year. Yeah, right. I know. It feels like he's been there forever. Well, you know, he did set the passing record for Texas A&M all time. He's in the history book. So, you know, if he plays long enough, he could live up to that five-star. He could earn a star every year. Every year. And play six years and be a five-star in the end. But no, it's not going to happen. It's disappointing. I didn't want to talk about it. I'm grumpy. Um, yeah. Let's move on from there. Clemson, Miami. I was breaking down the roster talent. And mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's pretty impressive, the roster gap between Clemson and Miami when it comes to the stars, when it comes to overall talent. They're a two-touchdown favorite. Uh, this is either going to go to me, 50 to 17, or it's going to be a nail biter. Well, very good two picks. Well, the thing is, Mike, on these things, you have to make a prediction, well, not Clemson's just saying it way. could be close or a blowout. Clemson's winning either way. Yeah, it's, I think, I think this is that. where Clemson wakes up. It's not Wake Forest. It's not Virginia. This is where Clemson really puts the foot down and, this is kind of the time where Dabo says, all right, Miami's feeling good about themselves. They're starting to recruit a little bit better. They're start Manny's looking like he can put a program together. 49-10, something like that. They're going to, they're going to, but there's a, there's a different swagger to this Miami team. There is. Has been because of D.R. King, because he can do so many different things. My concern for Miami is if they fall behind, he's not the guy that's going to pass you back into a football game. He's right. not a developed passer. He's getting better but he's not going to throw you back into a game. But if it's close, he's going to, he's going to drive you crazy with the way he runs and throws and moves around. So that should be interesting as well. Um, we're going to make this one pretty short too, because we've got to talk 90 day, but I also want to talk recruiting. So what are you hearing Corey Foreman? What I'm hearing on Corey Foreman is it's USC and LSU is the top two. It looks like a pretty solid top two right now, although that it changes every time he takes a visit. I think Georgia is still, a little bit in there hanging on. Um, but Corey took two visits to LSU in the matter of like two or three weeks. He and Mason Smith are best friends. And everybody talks about, oh, playing together, this and that, whatever else. Looks like Mason Smith probably ends up at LSU, right? I mean, he's from down the road. They, they always get the top player. And that's going to be a big draw for Corey Foreman too, playing along that defensive line with him. Uh, some people close to Foreman want him at USC. That 
seems to always be how it is with LA kids that, you know, the family would prefer him to stay close and play at USC. I've just always gotten the sense that Foreman wants to play in the SEC, play big time football. That's why he committed to Clemson in the first place. ACC biggest program, maybe, you know, first or second biggest program in the country. Um, so I would say right now, LSU leads, followed by USC, followed by Georgia, and then everyone else is kind of out of it. Um, but three weeks ago, it was Georgia Locke, or four weeks ago. That's what you said, Georgia Locke, I but I always felt... somewhere. Yeah, I, I might have said it, but, you know. I think somebody might have told me that and sent me in the wrong direction. <laughs> but after that visit, he was a lock, you know. But Yeah, after that visit. And, and that's the thing with Foreman. And that's the thing with Foreman. He, uh, you know, visited Clemson twice and loved it. They're committed. Then he visited Georgia and he was going to Georgia. Now he's visited LSU. He's going to LSU. So I, I still think USC has a shot. He would be able to play with Drake Jackson for one year. I just don't know if playing in a three-quarters filled Coliseum against Oregon State at 745 on ESPN2 is exactly what he wants to be doing. I think Foreman wants to be the man. I think LSU is a perfect situation for him, and playing with Mason Smith is definitely a perfect situation. I, I got him going to LSU as well. Mecca Ekbuka, I've got going Oklahoma. Oklahoma's losing a little bit of their luster here, but I still have Tristan Lee, Kamar Wheaton, and Bryce Foster, and Ekbuka going to the Sooners. Am I nuts? That might put them number one in the country, right? Uh, that's a lot of four, five stars right there. I, 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 you know, I don't know. Ohio State's up there. Washington's yeah. there. Yeah, I would say he goes to Ohio State. Um, I think getting to Oklahoma is going to be important for Egbuka in the first place. But it's weird because when you watch this Oklahoma offense, and we talked about this in our great fact or fiction story, I think the offense is the problem. They don't have any a lot of playmakers on the outside. The defense, you know, if you hold if Oklahoma's defense holds a team to in the 30s, they should be winning games by two or three touchdowns. This offense does not have a lot of playmakers. Spencer Rattler's fav favorite target is a tight end right now, Austin well, Stockner. You had injuries and suspensions. Oh, yeah, sure. You lost your two best running backs, one to the portal, one on the opt-out. I mean, there's a lot of pieces missing in this Oklahoma offense. Oh, absolutely. But Egbuka could see that as an opportunity to step right in and be awesome in that offense. He would be fantastic in Oklahoma's offense. He would be fantastic in Ohio State's offense. I think either one would be a very good situation for him. I think the kid wants to go to Ohio State. Why he hasn't pulled the trigger yet is, is anyone's guess. I, I do think he wants to visit Oklahoma before he finalizes anything. JT Tuamawa. How did I do? Very good, Mike. That, that, that's, Was that that's right? <laughs> Tuimalau. Tuimalau. JT, you got to say it like that, though. Yeah, Tuimalau. Tuimalau. He, he's, he's so hard to read, and we've all talked about this he just doesn't talk he just, and when he talks he doesn't say anything much and he's not going to give you very good is that gatorade that's water with something called noon in it they might want noon. to sponsor me it's a it's a hydration uh sugar free gatorade type of um electrolytes so oh there you noon, go if you're out there not kevin noon i don't want you sponsoring me noon you're having a nooner noom n-u-u-m something like that oh that's like a weight loss thing are you trying to get no. fit and trim yeah right <laughs> I'm, I'm hydrating because my doctor told me that I'm the most dehydrated human being on earth. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Tuimalau, I think, is Ohio State and Alabama now. Alabama's coming hard after him. They really want him. He'd be perfect in that offense or in that defense because he could play end or inside. He could kind of flip around and play all over the place. 
I still think he wants to go to Ohio State. His old teammate G. Scott is there. Um, he could be one of those next big-time defensive ends that they've had. He's an athletic kid, so they can use him sort of like Bosa, sort of like Adolphus Washington. Um, I think he probably ends up at Ohio State, although it's hard to say no to Alabama. Watch out for Oregon there, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, yeah, staying close to home might be a, a factor there too, especially if he can't take visits because he was a kid who wanted to take late visits. He didn't want to rush anything, you know, and then the, the virus came, Mike, and then he couldn't get out on the road. Too, dangerous to, too dangerous to travel. Can't go anywhere. And so, and so he, uh, he hasn't really seen any schools. So he's going to play his senior year. That's not going to start probably until January. So he's going to be a late decision kid here. But UW. UW is still very much involved. Again, I, you know, at, at that level of kid, it's just hard to keep these kids. When, and this is kind of a thing that's happening in the West. Bryce Young, DJ last year. You know, you know even Flo until the last, yeah, like, I mean, week. Yeah, they're not staying. They don't want to stay. They don't want to stay and play. What they want home. to do is they, they want to go to the biggest championship. Road. Like, Oregon, yeah. they feel like they won a national championship. USC, they feel like they can't. But, right. you know, Bryce Young, DJ, they're going to teams that have a chance to win a national championship. Ohio State is one of those teams. Uh, but Washington did keep Savelle Smalls last year when there was a lot of thought that he might end up in the SEC or ACC as well. So, yeah, count them out. I think, it's, I think it's national championship, but I also think it's NFL development. And when you watch the draft or you watch the combine and every other person – especially along the defensive and offensive lines are from the big 10 or the sec. That's going to have a lot of, a lot of pull for you. All right. Any other games this weekend you want to talk about? Vandy, South Carolina. Why do you want to talk about that? No, I don't want to talk about that. There was just a thread on the main board that I was laughing about. So I do want to say I'm very disappointed in Auburn's defense. Um, We've expected the offense to be, you know, just, all over the map because Gus is Gus and he's going to Gus. But the defense, I know they lost Monday, but it's bad. It's just, that that was a bad performance. They got rolled on both lines. Yeah, they got dominated up front. And, you know, you're supposed to, you know, it's hard to replace Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson overnight, but you're just supposed to be able to put up a fight a little bit. And they didn't, their linebackers have just been okay. Well, Brick got Um, too, so he's banged up. Yeah. And then Monday goes out and that, that was just an effort that, that didn't seem up to par for Auburn. From the snap, it looked like Georgia took it to him and, and Auburn had no answer. And the offense, and, you know, we can criticize the defense, but come on. That, the offensive play calling is like watching a high school football game. Trick plays, quick passes to the short side of the field, and you know Georgia's just going to swallow that up. You know, how many times do I have to see Bo Nix go back and pooch punt? And it's just... just Let's run an offense. Let's smash it down their mouth. Let's get. Let's throw the ball, the ball to Seth Williams before we're down twenty-one nothing. Force the ball to Seth Williams, and he's going to get PI calls. I mean, it's yeah, just he got blank, come on. Though. Stokes blank. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Stock matter. Down. Stock down, Seth. No use, use Shivers. I mean, use anybody. Do try I something. Like tank. tank looks good. Tank does look good. Tank. Tank looks good. We always screw up running backs. Although Kendall Milton looked good too, so that was that was hopeful. Kendall Milton looked good because we already got Bowman in the portal, and uh, uh, the South Carolina 
running back whose name escapes me at this moment. Marshawn Lloyd. Yeah, who's uh, injured now for the year, and that's never good because it's an ACL. So anyway. Hey, let's talk Texas Oklahoma. <sighs> okay, here's your question. Who needs it more? Well, I I think I think Texas needs it more, and and the reason is because Lincoln Riley's not on any hot seat, and Tom Herman is. I mean, you lose to TCU again, and uh, you know, I mean, what 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 uh, what what's positive going on there? You're going to lose Ellinger after this year. Things are going to be tougher on offense. He has 14 touchdown passes, and they're two and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not good. Two picks. But can Oklahoma really go one and three? I know. That's unheard of. That is. I, it literally might be unheard of in the that last. That would be 0 and 3 in the Big 12. Yeah, that would be incredible. Unbelievable. Because we saw the week, week, the first week, the Sun Belt was running over the Big 12. Yeah. So I think it's, it's just a game that no one's really interested in right now because the playoffs are over for the Big 12, you know, barring someone like Oklahoma State running the table. Um, you know, and those two teams have already been eliminated from the playoff, and here we are. At the Te- Texas wins out. You don't think they go? No, I don't because I just don't think there's enough quality wins there. You know, yeah. like it'd be nice if Iowa State didn't lose to ooh, Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah, they got run out of their own building. No. It'd be nice if Kansas State didn't lose to uh, Arkansas State. Arkansas State. I mean, there's no big wins left for these teams. So yeah. They're done. So bye-bye. Pac-12 is done too. Two from the SEC, one from the ACC, one from the Big Ten. I can just – we can skip all the games now. I'll pick them. Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama. And the Georgia-Florida winner. I don't you know. Yeah, the Georgia-Florida winner. Because I don't know who's going to win that game, and I don't want to predict that one yet. Um, who else hates you that I can bring up? Tennessee fans. They're good, though. They're impressing me. Jeremy Cruz got them playing. Garantano is Garantano. He's still going to make mistakes. He's not going to be the guy we thought he was going to be. But the offensive line is nasty. They yes. run the ball well. The defense is playing. Oh, How about my boy? You never believed in Henry. No. That's because everybody from Northern California, short of a few, don't pan out. And from that particular school, they never pan out. No. No. I mean, ever. Yeah. No. Yeah. One, like 100 One. years ago. This is what I learned about linebackers, though, and, and I'm, I'm taking this into the next rankings meetings. Doesn't matter what you look like. It does not matter. Henry Toto is, was small in high school. He was not all that tall. He had, like, no muscle mass, and he's maybe the, one of the best linebackers in the SEC right now. He's a tackling machine. If you can get around the field and tackle people, that's all that matters. Yeah, I guess the better you look, the worse you are. <laughs> oh, Justin Flo's going to be terrible. Well, he could be. I don't know. He looks great, so he's going to stink. How about this? Noah Sewell, we were always concerned about his weight. He checked in 250 at Oregon. So, uh, Flo was 245. He's going to play running back, too. A little That'd bit. be so awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, yeah. That is must-see TV right there. But, Ten- you know, Tennessee is fun. To- like Tennessee Baron is Browning. good. Huh? Baron Browning was built like a Greek god. Yeah, I know. And, and look at that. Yeah, he hasn't really panned out. Alabama's got Ben Davis. Yeah, another one. I know. So, so we're looking for linebackers that look like Gorney. <clears throat> well, or, or, I, or I do. You said it doesn't matter what they look like. What if they look like me? I'm not the one drinking Noom over here. 
<laughs> that reminds me. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, I, I do like how Tennessee's playing. Pruitt does have them playing much better. They're running the ball. That, that offensive line is fantastic. Maybe a receiver here could emerge. And let's see, uh, let's see how they do this week. And th even if they don't win the game this week, which we don't expect them to, if they keep it close, they're going to fight. They're going to battle. I like it. I like their personality. They're adopting Jeremy Pruitt's personality, I think. I think it's going well there. And this is the battle for Amarius Mims essentially. See, he, he says that. I just don't buy it. I mean, you could really argue over the last two or three cycles that Tennessee has recruited better along the offensive line than Georgia. You could argue that, but you'd be wrong. I mean, Wanye Morris, yeah. Trey Smith. So, very good. Uh, transfer, Georgia got him. The kid from West Virginia. Yeah, no. Darnell who hasn't is developed okay. Him. He's okay. He's still got some development to do. I'm counting Cade Mays in Tennessee's class. Well, what about the two first-rounders you really just lost? No, I, I know. I'm, I'm just saying over the last two or three classes, oh, not no, last two or three classes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I wouldn't count that. Tennessee I still out think they got two five-stars last year. Georgia's still recruiting the pants off everybody for a line. I think Mims goes to Georgia, but it's 51-49 right now. I also don't believe that he's going to make his decision on the outcome of one no. game. So around. that's stupid if Nobody he does, does that. that. Yeah. We've had kids do it based on a coin toss. Yeah, which is also not smart. Well, where's he now? He's from New Jersey. I guarantee you he's working at an auto shop or something. You know, he's not playing football. It was his first bad decision, and uh, it didn't pan out. So, anyways, let's get to 90 day and get out of here. Okay. Um, I got some hydrating to do. So. Yeah. Let's talk the, the recap or whatever we call it, the, the, the reunion show. It's, it's unwatchable. I didn't watch the third one yet because it's so awful. Yeah, it's a lot more of the first two. It's horrible. Like, I love the show, but I can't stand it. Like, it's the same thing. Angela's just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Asuelo gets up and walks out like a, like a, like a, like a, and then block Kalani's number. Yeah, blocks her on Twitter, blocks her on Facebook, blocks her on Instagram, blocks her on his number when he's angry. Goes and plays volleyball six days a week. With, Asuelo's you know, sister looks like the most pleasant person in the world, too, doesn't she? Does she? Look pleasant, doesn't she? Very nice. I would say like yes. him with a mustache. Yeah, yes, yes, the, yes. I think yeah. it might be the same person. It could be, it could be. Exactly. Angela and Michael are a disgrace. Well, Larissa is annoying me with her massive job, boob job she got and just screaming and yelling and calling everybody stuff she doesn't even know what it means. Yeah, I know. I know. And Colt, Colty's really brought it, though. He's been rude to Jessica. Mm -hmm. He's been rude to Larissa. And then he looks at his mom. If, if you're in your 30s and you have to be on a show called 90 Day Fiance with, and have to sit next to your mother who you live with, you're really not a playboy. And Colty comes off like he's uh, like the you know, I mean, God's gift to win off. Yeah. He's got a fans only or whatever that's called. Um, I will never forget his look on the beach in Brazil. I can't get it out of my mind. Yeah, that was rough. We didn't that, need was to not, see that. that was not Some good. things you don't need to see. So I forget who's up, who else is even on the freaking show because I was so disgusted with the. Uh, Angela? She's a horrible host, Sean. 
Terrible. She is. And it's hard to control stuff over Zoom. I get it. But who's producing that show where you don't have like a mute button? Yeah, yeah. You should be able to mute Angela from yelling. Michael, I mean, I'll say this. Living in America is very nice. Is it worth dealing with that to come to come here to deal with Angela every day? I, I don't think it is. Well, what we want to do is put you over there for a year and then talk to me. That's also true. It, it might be worth it. I don't know. I mean, I've only seen clips of where he lives, but it doesn't look fun. So no, it's not the best. Like, we're, miss, we're missing. We're missing somebody. Oh, oh Andre. Andre. Yeah. He's Chuck and Charlie. A good guy this year. And his brother, the, her brother is the ass, so. Can you believe what he did at that wedding? I mean, that is disgraceful. And then the family really didn't even get on him about it. He looks like a former recruiting analyst at Rivals. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, who, who's possibly in an upstate area right now? Possibly, yes. yes. <laughs> same same habits, too. Like, same habits. This, yeah, destructive habits. Mannerism. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. See if I can stop the recording and we don't have to uh, do any editing. So follow Gorney. What's your what's your handle? At Adam Gorney. Oh, that's easy enough. And follow me at Rivals Mike. Um, we need followers. We need fans. Please like this on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. If it appears there, uh, give it a thumbs up. Retweet it to all your friends. And uh, listen, DMs aren't open, ladies. We're spoken for. Yeah, we're spoken for. <laughs> Talk to you later.